0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Every time. All right. It's always the short version. I want to welcome everybody to Live Time with Jerry, and we are going to be having Paranormal Roundtable Talk. But before we do that with John Savage and David Flowers, I have a couple of announcements to make because there are some events going on at the Cabin on 360 that people need to be aware of um, in case you haven't gotten tickets yet. All right. May 14th. Cabin on 360 is going to be having a it's – a, it's a public investigation, but it's in memory of Glenn Morgan, okay? Um, tickets are going to be $40 for that. Doors open up at 6 o'clock, so that's May 14th. If you haven't got your tickets for that yet, that particular event, then you want to go to um, the Cabin on 360's Facebook page to the link where the events are at, and you want to – you can either purchase the tickets there or you can message them and find out where you can actually get the tickets. So that's the first announcement. Second public investigation is going to be May 21st. That is at the Cabin on 360 also. That is going there's going to be a couple of things going on with that particular event. There's going to be a public paranormal investigation, but there's also going to be a seance that's going to be held. Um, by Holly Mullins and Dallas Adams. So those tickets are fifty dollars. Okay, that investigation starts at six o'clock. The seances are really good because I've I've been in one of those seances and I really enjoyed it. It's really it's really energetic. So um, Holly Mullins will be on next week when Ryan, myself, and her talk spirit and um, let me put John to the stream. Sorry when we talk spirit and. He threw me off when he came in. When we talk spiritual stuff, um, that'll be next week. And then there are still tickets, ladies. This is for ladies only. There are still tickets available available for the Boo Bitch event, Boo Bitch Paranormal event. That is an overnighter at the cabin, okay? Those tickets are $60. It's April 30th to May 1st. So this is an overnighter at the cabin on 360, all right. All the money and the proceeds that that we have for this particular event are going to go to um, the Shelter Safe Harbor Shelter in Richmond um, to support domestic violence. So all that money, anything we make off of that, is going to go to that particular shelter. We're going to donate everything there. We have a guest speaker coming at six o'clock. We have um, a potluck dinner that we're going to be doing. It's females only. The only mail allowed is going to be tennis. I got my fingernail polish and lipstick. I got a wig, too. I'm going to be putting him in that. Um, and let's see. We're going to be raffling off a lot of baskets. I know I have a Reiki basket that I'm going to be raffling off. I think Vanessa Hogel was going to put a basket together. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you haven't got your tickets for that, go ahead and get that. And, of course, David Flowers... He always does his tours at the Manor House. Those are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays at 9 o'clock. Tickets are, hello, tickets are $15, and I think, actually, it's really funny, I got somebody messaging me right now about tickets to the Manor House. Oh, Ms. Valencia will be there tomorrow night, so there's already been tickets purchased for uh, that, and if you haven't been on that tour yet, it's... He explains the history of the manor house, and then as you go through the manor house, he introduces different pieces of equipment, and then you get to go on your own private investigation. So you have to call the activities desk, and he's going to kill me because I can never freaking remember the number, 757 212 Do I got it right? Or 2220? 2220, right? I'm fired. Told you. Just that quick. All right, hold on. I'm going to find out real quick. (laughs) I mess it up every time. All right, it's 757-220-1200. There, I got it right. Okay, now I'm going to take everybody off the mute so that we can get started on the Paranormal Roundtable because that's why we're all here. All right, bam. One, okay, hold on. Eight, eight, five, one. You there? I'm here. Phew. Okay. Now I got. Okay. Can you hear me, John? I can't hear you. We can't, can't hear you, John. Carol is like. Now let's okay, see. I'm that's the
2: tattoo. The phone number to your arm. <laughs> I know, right? You go right there.
1: There, John Savage. I know damn good and well that you got all your computer stuff down pegged, buddy. Who's not. Can you hear us, Kimberly? Is there any echo or lag or anything? Kimberly's my my. She's my sound tech person. She'll tell me if there's anything wrong on there. I just can't hear John Savage. No, no, no. You can't come on the show without me not being able to hear you. You're not you're not muted. So you should be fine. Is it the It's on your side, you're fired. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I'm almost positive you'll figure your figure that out.
2: is he's a smart one of the three of us
1: i I know right For hell. <laughs> Shall we? Hi, Savannah. We're waiting. Yeah, you can hear. It. All right, so. All right, so. He can, like Kimberly can hear me, and he's trying to fix it. So, do you want us to start the paranormal roundtable and then just wait for you? All right, we're going to go ahead and start discussion. So, what shall we talk about first? He's probably going to go out and come back in.
2: Yeah. What do you want to talk about first?
1: I mean, anybody got any, anybody got any questions, comments? Yeah. If you're going to call in, you can do that, but I need you to, um, you've got, you got to press one so that I'll know that you have a question or a comment because if you don't do that, I'm not going to know. And we've got a lot of call, we got a lot of calls in the studio, but I just got to make sure to Diana, yay! To my Libra peep. I would like to talk about orbs again. You want to talk about I would orbs? Subject because I So many people post, all right, let me put them back in. So many people post about, no.
2: (laughs) So many people post about those. I I don't think we're ever going to get rid of the quote-unquote orbs.
1: I'm going to let John Savage keep working on this stuff while we're talking because, yeah. He'll come in and t- He can hear me, but we can't hear him.
2: Yeah, Last time... As long as there's... Perhaps... Oh, I hear the dog. Yeah. He's...
1: Yes, orbs. Let's talk about orbs.
2: Yeah. The, orbs or... Yeah. As long as there's people out there, there there's going to be people think that every little... Dust bunny, water droplet, spider web is grandma.
1: Hi, John Stevens. Hey, John. It's paranormal roundtable, so you know that if you um, have any questions or anything, we can just just call into the studio and we can we unmute and then we have we're having a discussion. That's that's actually David Flowers. John Savage we can't hear yet. John Savage started a TikTok channel. I wonder if you had to do what I had to do. I had to go into my computer settings and then I had to I had to manually go in there and reset my whole mic. I had to manually go into my computer and set up my entire mic over again for in order for it to hear me and it sucked. Because um, Gene Wells one night tried to help me with my computer, and then finally I went in there and manually set the mic back up, and then it finally, I haven't had any problems since. So now I know when my mic goes out, i got to manually set it up. I know he'll figure it out. He'll stay up for hours until he does, because he's just that type of person. I break down on the side of the car,
2: <laughs> do what? Sad spook says she can hear John Savage. No, she's hearing you. Because John has
1: no sound. Say hello. See? Can't hear him. Snowball, Yeah. I have that how do you all hear John Savage
2: can hear John Savage
1: well we can't hear you I wonder why hold on how all
2: right talk on, uh, John Savage did you um, call into the loan line or are you just on Streamyard?
1: yeah see I can't hear him
2: on the computer either Oh. Yeah, okay. All right, so... Okay, John Stevens has a big echo on me. Okay. Maybe I need to turn my microphone down?
1: I don't know. I got. I mean, I have John Savage off of mute. He said John Savage is coming in good, but we can't hear him at all. And I can't even... I can't hear you, John, on the um, on the blog talk... And you're not even on mute. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, gotcha. it's an echo.
3: Yeah, hold on, let me turn off the, the volume on my uh laptop. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: oh. That's perfect. Now can now can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. David?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can hear. Okay. Oh, man. All
1: right. Well, my, my speaker on my computer is cut completely off. The volume on my cell phone is cut down. All I have is my actual landline because I have to use that to call into the stream yard. So they're kind of calling in and we're listening off of my phone, my house phone, to do the... Um, now there's an echo on each of you, each one of you. See, I don't even hear the echo
2: at all. We might have to turn our mics down on the computer. Oh, I cu-
1: you mean cut? turn the mics down on the actual?
3: Yeah. How's that?
2: Yeah, I can hear you now.
3: Oh, you can hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you fine, but they're saying computer, that just through the blog Wait. talk. Oh, Okay.
1: John. John, is there an echo still?
3: No, I'm not hearing it.
1: Okay, John Stevenson, I'm good so far. All right, so David has an echo. Of course I do. I had to. I cut my speaker completely off, and that was all
2: I did. Yeah, my my speaker's turned off too. Okay. Is my mic up too? Did my mic up too
3: loud? No, I don't.
2: Yeah. It should. Yeah.
1: Then nobody should be echoing now. Let me see, I got all these messages.
2: What about now? John Stevens, am I still echoing?
1: Hey, um, David. Somebody wanted to purchase tickets to the Manor House, and they said that they the activities desk told them to show up at eight fifty and get the tickets there. Is that what they're supposed to do?
2: They they can do that.
1: Okay, that's what they're doing. She wanted to purchase them ahead of time. They wouldn't let her.
2: They got kids working down there doing what they're doing.
1: I'll just I'm just I'm gonna say so you'll have the message. That way you'll know. Or I forget to tell you, because that message will go through, and I'll forget to look at it, as usual. I
2: have no idea There's how no. to deal with the echoes, so I turn my microphone off.
0: Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't know how to deal with them either, because I've I've cut my cell phone down, my computer mic is cut off. All I'm using is a landline at this point, nothing else. Weird. Oh, and you muted yourself. Let me try that.
2: Yeah, I, yeah I, they can't hear me on the computer, but you can hear me on the blog talk.
3: Right. Yeah. We put
1: seven. I have no clue. I don't either. We'll have to figure this out somehow. That way when we do this... All right, according to John Stevens the sound is for me is good right now. So I don't know. I muted my mic too for StreamYard. But I wonder if I do that is StreamYard going to be able to record everything. Do I still sound okay?
3: Yeah, everyone sounds good.
1: Yeah, see I I see I don't hear an, See, I don't hear an echo with David Flowers either. I mean, I don't, I'm not hearing that. I guess when it's on the Facebook Live, it's different. Yeah. Unless... We were
3: talking about orbs, correct?
1: Yeah, we were to, we were retalking about orbs.
3: Yeah, an orb does not give proof that there's life after death. It gives proof that there's stuff in the air but not life after death.
1: Well, what do you do with these people that have all these pictures with these big old orbs and them all around the house? I mean, what is that?
3: Well, I mean, the thing is you have to educate people, and that's the issue in this field. No one is being educated. No one's taking time out to study the effects of photography and flash photography in an environment. These pictures that everyone's getting, what's happening is, especially when you're using a flash, the flash is a very hot white light to begin with. It's very bright. And the reason why people see these huge orbs is not because it's something that's big. It's because these little dust particles are literally at the focal point of the aperture of the lens, which is going to be bigger to begin with. I mean, it's like when you go fishing, you take the fish and you hold it up to the lens make the fish look bigger. Now, with the orbs, the color of the orbs, what's happening is the light from the flash is hitting the particles in the air, dust, pollen, whatever, moisture, and it's being reflected back to the camera lens. So that's the the issue that people are having with photography um, orbs and some video orbs. Now, I've seen some of the videos out there. I mean, David, I think you showed me one, and and that's an orb in motion. But when you see a video and there's like hundreds of them flying all over the place, that's, that's not an orb. That's not paranormal. That is either an AC unit turning on, heating unit, a fan. Something is disturbing the dust in the environment, and it's moving around in front of the camera. And IR cameras are really good at picking up these dust particles.
1: So, would you agree then with when David talks about on his tours that they emit their own light? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, because there's some people out there that don't that don't know that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've seen orbs with my own eyes. That's paranormal related that in that gives off its own forest its own color its own white light so i've seen that happen um it's just a lot of this like you said you know stuff in the photography field it's not paranormal that can be easily explained
1: so what are your thoughts on or what are y'all's thoughts on and i think we touched on this last time because people come up to me all the time and want to know the differences of the different colors of orbs, if it's nope, a pink nope, orb nope, or orb, nope, 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 white that, orb.
3: That is, that is the light being reflected back to the camera, it's, especially if it's moisture. I mean, look at how rainbows form. You have white light that hits a, a, a water particle, and it splits it up into the visual spectrum. That's the same thing with the camera flash. Camera flash is a pure white light. When it hits a water particle or a dust particle, it's going to reflect white light into a prism.
1: Gotcha, David. You got you got a really good orbit at the Manor House. You got that video.
2: Yeah, I, I got I got extremely lucky with that. Said in, mm-hmm. in all the years I've been doing this, that's the only one I've ever gotten on video. Or picture or anything. That's that's the only one. And mm-hmm. then I've I've seen one other one with my own eyes. So orbs are extremely rare.
3: And they are. And 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 when you capture an orb on video, especially on video, you know you got to take the precautions. You you've got to have your data available and try to recreate it because there's going to be naysayers out there saying, oh, that's just a dust particle, and you know. What have you but that's that's where education again comes into play and also reputation of the investigator comes into play. Absolutely. Yeah, and
2: unfortunately, I'm I'm unable to let people use the camera that caused that or that captured that orb because Mm -hmm. that was back in 2014 and it no longer exists. I've got the I've (laughs) got the raw footage. The video, but the actual DVR system is no more. Who knew they had a
3: lifespan? Wow! Yeah, those those hard drives don't last that long when it's continually being used. Yeah, yeah, but it it was it was a night owl.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what? I think I have one of those laying around. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: does it,
1: is it still usable or no? Then
2: no, no, it it won't even turn on anymore. Uh I, I have some of the, the cameras. I think still work, but the actual hard drive itself, no.
1: David mm. no. wants, or excuse me, John, John Stevens okay. wanted to know if, if we believe that people can learn to be more sensitive to spirits at a location um the more they ghost hunt i believe that issue of paranormal evidence and more sensitive to locations Then, the more i ha- the more he ghost hunts what, what is your thoughts on that
2: i think that's absolutely true like said yeah we, we you and i have talked about this before mm-hmm. i don't claim to be a, a sensitive a psychic or anything like that But I have gotten to the point where every so often I do – I can tell if there's something there. I can't tell if it's good or evil, but I can tell if there is something
3: there. Yeah, I mean, I I believe that the more you are in this field, the more you're going to touch the other side. You know, I don't know if it's, you know, you're gaining the energy or your body's – becoming in tune with the other side, but I do feel the more you do this, the more you're going to, I don't want to say develop, but you're going to be in tune a little bit more of the environment. Dogs want to be on the show. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: I know that... um... Um, Frank Lazaro, he's from New Jersey, Rope, he used to tell me you need to go out there and, you know, continue to investigate to keep your skills sharp. That's what he would tell me. He was like, don't, you know, don't not do any of that because you need to keep your skills sharpened.
3: I I believe that using your intuition is a key tool for the paranormal to do a paranormal investigation. Yeah.
1: John Stevens said you get more in tune with your senses like nothing like, like, for instance, the hair raising off of your arms, which is true. Right. So, now, yeah.
3: let me, let me, let me ask everyone this question. And I've been noticing this recently, especially since I've been on TikTok, uh, um, God, I'm talking about I want to throw things at people on on TikTok. Anyways, I've been noticing everyone using these haunted dolls. So bring dolls to a location. Now, I'm a I, I'm not a fan of taking something to to an investigation, like let's say a haunted Raggedy Ann doll, and asking a spirit to possess it, and then taking it home with me. I I think that's <laughs> one. Stupid, as my dog just said. Um, I, you know, I, I just don't buy that yet. I'm not in that camp of bringing a doll as a trigger object to make it haunted. Um, I, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't do that, but I will use a doll as a trigger doll because I just went out and bought a. 1700s replica doll yesterday that I was going to take to the manor house to put in Eliza's room to see if we can get anything, um, you know, get her to respond to the doll. But other than that, not not with what you're talking about. I'm just using that as he would use his cappy hat, you know, to see if he could get a reaction. Yeah.
3: But you see, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, doing this and it's like one what's the purpose and two if you're going to do something like that and invite a spirit to inhabit a doll or an object you're asking for problems yeah i mean and, and and i'm just looking at it from a from a a mediumship point of view from a scientific view there's really no scientific basis for an object to be haunted you can't measure the doll being haunted i mean you can put up an emf meter but still You know, you got to do data logging on that for a time period to determine if something's really there. But everyone I'm seeing, they're they're taking this stuff, these dolls, and trying to make it haunted, and it it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah,
2: and I I agree with you, John. You don't get the trigger object to get them to possess it. Yeah, you you use the trigger object to get a response.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> right.
1: We got some really good That's responses. At
2: the Manor house with the capy hat and
1: the jacks.
2: The jacks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. Marjorie has enough following or coming to her. Definitely will not use a doll. Yeah, she's got enough stuff coming to her. <laughs> she don't need a doll. That is true. <laughs> That's very true.
3: Yeah, so, you know, and then what's sad is everyone on, who's on TikTok is looking at this and thinking, hey, this is part of, of an investigation, and it's not. And then, yeah. and, and again, social media is great to get the word out to teach, but it's also horrible because people pick up bad habits and say, hey, this is what we're going to do for an investigation because I saw it on TikTok.
1: Yeah, that's true, and a lot of people do yeah. mimic TikTok. You're right about that. Yeah, Kimberly said, "Incredible imaginations too."
3: <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, it's it's like what Anita said one time. You can take a group of people to a McDonald's, tell a horror story about it, like it was someone got killed and stuff. And let's say you have a group of twenty, and out of twenty, eighteen are going to believe that the place is haunted. You know, it's
1: yeah. Um, Dover Paratech, whose volume is low? Because I don't know who whose volume would be low on that. Hi, DC Denny, how are you, DC? What do you? What is your thoughts on? Um, Trying to think of topics that people really talk about, um, provoking provoking spirit or taunting them, because you get a lot of that
0: with people.
3: One, I mean, that's that's an ethical issue right there, being disrespectful, regardless of what your beliefs about the afterlife, about spirits and ghosts. Going to a haunted location and say and saying things like you know come and get me or come and attack me. One, you're dealing with something that you can't defend yourself. It's not it's not like you're going to a bar into a bar fight where you can swing back. You have no defense. Second of all, you're you're being totally disrespectful. You could actually mm-hmm. make the situation worse for a client by picking a fight. It,
2: exactly, 100% agreement there.
3: Because I
2: mean, the way I tell I mean, everybody I'm a big man And I can fight a lot of things You can't fight that Yeah Because they don't fight fair They fight to win
3: But again, you know That's being fueled by TV shows like Ghost Adventures
0: By that yeah. clown,
3: Zach He goes to a place and say, Oh, come and get me And, and you know, what have you And it's like people are watching that and thinking hey if I go to a hunter location I need to be confrontational I need to pick a fight with a ghost no right
1: I think you're asking for that and, and I think that when you do stuff like that that they could you know attach themselves to you and follow your ass home
2: definitely
3: oh yeah I mean you know I, I hate to say this, but, you know, for those people who are, who are mimicking, you know, the TV shows, the way they're doing stuff, if they get injured or something follows them, well, you know what, I, I hate to say it, but you cause that for, on yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it's a lesson learned.
1: Right. Yeah, if they can get rid of the attachment, if you know, if they happen to have something to attach to them, that's one of those ugly parasite type thingies.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: You know, because then you don't really know. I think Steve White posted an article about that this morning. I haven't finished reading it, but it was really interesting because it broke down. It broke down everything that you put in your book, because David Flowers wrote the book. You know, Welcome to the World of Paranormal Investigations. (laughs) (laughs) Really good book. It's a really good book. But, it, it, I mean, it broke down intelligent spirit. It broke down, um, you know, like shadow figures. It, it just broke down everything, but it, it had one that I was, that I didn't pay attention too much to, um, and I think they called it like a parasite. Have you heard of that, John Savage? I mean.
3: Yeah, I've I've heard terms like that, um, a parasite. Um, sometimes I've heard people, you can call it a leech. Um you know, I've never encountered anything like that, but
1: what Yeah, devil thumbs the ride, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying what else you said on there, Kimberly. But, I mean, it was a very interesting article about that. And, and, and you know, I mean, it's, like I said, it, if you just get this, you'll be Okay. If you don't get this, you'll be screwed. I'm just telling you people right now. If you want to do
3: it right, read that book.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. If you want to do it right, read the book. Stop watching TikTok. Stop watching all the ghost shows. <laughs> just purchase a damn book. I'm looking forward to your book coming out, John Savage, on Fort Monroe. When are you, when is that? When are you going to put that out?
3: Right now I'm I'm still writing it. It's it's, it's a work in progress because I keep finding new information and new locations to check out. So once I start one chapter, then I I'm, I'm actually working on four different chapters and I find more information about another location, then I stop and go mess with that and then I have to go back. It's I've I've got like 37 different spots here at the report that I think has some paranormal value to it nice but the but the problem is is documenting i mean anyone can go to a place and write a story about a haunted house or the lady in white or a ghostly apparition that's seen on the ramparts what i'm doing is combining that information and adding the scientific value to it so someone can say hey you know what Here's the data that supports why this story is a ghost story, not a folklore story. Gotcha. So it's it's going to take some time, especially with the data.
1: Oh, but that's going to be interesting. That's an interesting combination because a lot of people don't, wouldn't do that, you know what I mean? They just...
3: Well, I mean, that's also one of the things that we're doing is we are combining the historical information from the archives here at Fort Monroe to the investigation, to the ghost stories themselves. Yeah. For example, I mean, for example, we have a story here of a lady in white that's been seen on Ghost Alley, which is Matthew Street, and there's two different stories to it. And with the research I've been doing on who this lady is and how she was killed there's no documentation at all that a woman was shot by her husband who was in the military because if that was the case there would be some documentation in the archives or at, even in the fire log or the police log or provo marshal office log here at the fort and there's nothing uh-huh.
1: Well, that's so interesting. There's
3: yeah, there's a lot of work to
1: be done. No, oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Somebody had a question. Let me go in here. All right, so you know how you how we t- and I'm changing the whole subject. You know how we talk about Bigfoot, right? Oh. Now, what do you do? You believe in other creatures? Other than Bigfoot, like Mothman. <laughs> I knew you was going to put your head down on that one. <laughs> There's your answer.
3: <laughs> I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I, I'm, I'm going to say from a scientific point of view, it doesn't exist. I mean yes there's there's oh, Mothman don't
1: exist. Don't tell me that. You just broke my heart into
3: I mean I I, I don't think a creature like the Mothman in this day and age can exist. I mean back in the twenties, thirties and forties and fifties when no we didn't have technology and you know, you have the stories that kids will make up just because they're kids. I can see that happening. But in this day and age, I mean, he would have to have some sort of food source to begin with. With food, there has to be some, I hate to say this, playing around. He's got to have a nesting place or a place where he would hang out. All that should have been found by now. That's and if he's flying around, come on. He would have been seen by now.
1: Do you think that there's other key I mean, do y'all believe in other creatures? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bigfoot is really big. I like watching the I like watching the documentation on Bigfoot. But do you think that there's other stuff out there?
3: Oh yeah. What about Loch? David. What do I think about Loch Ness? I. A- I think creatures do exist in the ocean that we have not discovered, Um, but I think Loch Ness itself has been investigated, mapped, and everything else from, from one point to the other. And if they haven't found it, just found it by now, I don't think it's there. You know, the whole ideal of, oh, it's traveling from the Loch Ness, from the Loch itself out to sea... Well, if that's the case, that's a one big huge tunnel that's going from freshwater to salt water. And that would have been found somewhere. Again it comes back to optical illusions, you know. If you're looking at something in the water, water's gonna reflect light. It's gonna bend the light. And if you're looking at it from a distance, you know, your mind is going to play tricks on you. It's gonna try and put an image together to make sense. I mean, we have that problem in, in ghost hunting, but with mist and things like that, the mind's trying to make an image of so something that's not really there. Now, I do uh, believe that there—I do believe there's stuff in the ocean that we have not discovered because we haven't really explored the ocean. But things like Loch Ness or the one um, up in New York, uh, Champagne Lake, Champagne yeah. there's supposed to be a, another one up there. I mean, you would think, again, in this day and age, with everyone holding a cell phone and everything else, there would be loads of documentations of it. I just, I think it's just people just having fun and just making things up for views on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Hi,
1: Dawn. So, Okay. So what about the video footage, then, that you see on the Loch Ness, like the one I watched yesterday, paranormal caught on camera, even though it wasn't paranormal, it's a Loch Ness. I mean, don't tell me that's not real, too.
3: Well, again, you know, let's look at the photography. A photograph is just a two-dimensional image. You can't really tell, you know, how far away an object is. And how long that object is. There's there's nothing to measure distance to a point. So in some of the old photographs of, of the Loch Ness monster from the 70s and what have you, the picture is very grainy to begin with.
0: You can't mm-hmm. tell
3: if the item is laying on the water or if it's coming up from the water. I mean, it could be a log with uh, you know debris around it. So you, you just don't know. Now, I'm not First, I, I believe Lautness
2: is a um, is a giant fish, maybe a sturgeon or some giant fish.
3: Oh, I agree with that. I mean, back in Minnesota, you know, I would I used to love to fish in Minnesota. You go up to the boundary waters, and you can get yourself a sturgeon or a pike. No, I've seen them, you know, ten feet long, and they're huge. They're over hundreds and hundreds of years. Of, I think one in Minnesota was like a hundred. 15 years old that they measured and kind of get them into the age. That can happen. Doesn't mean it's a dinosaur.
1: <sighs> you just broke my heart on this monster. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn off man. All right. Okay. Sturgeon would be more explainable. That's what Marjorie said. Yeah. 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 Mm
3: -hmm. I mean look look at the fishes in the oceans I mean you've got tuna That's what two three hundred pounds That's being caught those things are huge Right
2: You got them up to a thousand pounds that I've seen
3: Yeah And to, to someone who's not a fisherman And who's just walking you know along the shore If you saw something like that Kind of peeking through the you know Breaking the surface of the water You would think it's something you know cryptid Right that's true.
1: All right. So, then, what is your thought on UFOs,
2: David. I believe they. <laughs> I'll let you go. In on this one personally, first. I believe they are out there. I don't think they help build the, the pyramids but I believe they're out there.
3: I agree. To to, to say that we're the only carbon-based life form in this galaxy is ridiculous. You know, life can be, you know, carbon-based, silicon-based. I believe there's life out there. Um, I mean, I remember as a kid living in 29 Palms, California, which is a uh, United States Marine Corps, base i remember seeing what i thought were two bright lights kind of like an egg shape with a black line in the middle flying around the base was that a ufo it yeah. eh, could have been but if i was an alien from another another galaxy and i was flying past this planet i would just lock the doors and just keep going yeah yeah i'd have to i'd
1: have to run Steve White, to his psychic abilities, told him that he was missing the show. Hi, Steve White. He's the one. He's the one who always puts the interesting posts out. Very nice, very good, readable articles.
3: But in 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 saying what you were just talking about a second ago about the pyramids, um, it, it it comes down to where they get the knowledge. I mean, I find it interesting that the pyramids down in Gaza match up to the Orion Star Clutch cluster, the way it's set up. I mean, there's um, places in South America that has stone cut that's just perfect. I mean, they mesh together with no, cut, uh, with no marks on it from axes, from stone, or anything like that. So that makes me wonder, was there an alien race... You know, I don't know what people call them now. That came down and influenced our evolution. that's that's a possibility.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I never looked at it from that side like that. Of course, Orion's... Ryan is.
3: Obviously, they don't watch Star Trek because that means they destroy the prime directive of non-interference. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I think. Uh, think each oh, I was reading John
1: Stevens' comment, CMD Craver and his catching the infamous TikTok video, very credible person. <laughs> UFOs definitely exist. Listen to Bob Laser and his story is simply amazing. Yeah.
3: And you see and I I think with the UFOs. No, I think they're real. I think there is alien or there's intelligent life out there. The problem is, it comes back down to documenting. Now, granted, you know, I think the government—and here we go, conspiracy theories, put on the uh, tin foil hats. I think the government <laughs> knows more than what's A tinfoil going on. Tin foil hat. I'll be wearing
1: it next next time.
3: <laughs> I will wear one. I mean, some of the stuff that we have now in our lives you know that information had to come somewhere you know i i think it's technology that was found um but you know maybe we are smart enough to create this technology to create a microprocessor who knows and and I
2: i think as far as all these huge things getting built thousands thousands of years ago each generation has a group of geniuses that can yeah. look at if we do this this will work how they know that who knows but i think that's how the all the different places were built the pyramids and all that other stuff stone hand yeah that and a whole lot of slaves yeah yeah
3: but you know what it's also good to have mysteries that we cannot solve
1: that's true too somewhere you'll never get the answer to
3: not until we cross over
1: yeah Speaking of crossing over, what are what are you alls thoughts on the on dimensions? We were talking about this the other day, David, when we were in the round table room. We were talking about the different dimensions, and I've always wondered about that. Like, does one time period know what the other time period is doing because they're in different dimensions?
2: I don't think that they do. I think you can have Somebody from the 1700s, somebody from the 1800s, and somebody from the 1900s—all three in the
3: same space, and they don't know each other's there. You mean like from a paranormal, like a haunting point of view? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I come. Across, I, I think more times than not that I don't think they're aware. I mean, you could have a house that, you know, let's take the manor, for example. You know, you have you have an entity that's familiar with the 1700s, you know, 1776, whatever, and they may not be aware of an, another entity from, like, 1833. I'm just picking numbers out. because Because the energies might be different. Or they're on a different level of existence. They occupy the same space, physical space. Yeah, But dimensional-wise, they're on a different plane. Exactly.
2: And depending on the the energy that's out there, you might not be able to talk to all three of them or two of them, however many is in there, at the same time. One night yeah. you might be talking to one, another night you're talking to another because it's just totally different energy.
3: I mean, I've gotten EVPs where I've asked questions, you know, are you aware of the other spirits? And sometimes... You know, I'll get like a yes, but most of the time I either won't get a response or I hear a no.
2: Yep, I've gotten I've gotten that at the manor house.
1: So, have you you've tested that theory at the manor house already?
2: Yes, I have. Okay, I've I've just, just like what John was saying. I've gotten yes, I've gotten no, and I've gotten no response.
1: Gotcha. Do you think that there's other dimensions at Fort Monroe, too? Oh, god.
3: I mean, Fort Monroe, I mean, it's, this place has been occupied, I mean, before the settlers came here by the Indies. Um, I mean, John Smith, when he came up Georg- uh, Jamestown, stopped here at Comfort Point, or Point Comfort, as they call it. Um, I mean, there's been, like, three different forts here before um, Fort Monroe. Okay. I got a couple and I and I think this is where some of the ghost stories are coming into play, like the lady in white. Mm-hmm. She's not tied into this fort which was built well, which was started in eighteen sixteen. So I'm wondering if she is here from an earlier from either uh Fort George or the fort before that.
1: Well that's interesting. I got. I do got a couple questions from people because I got messages coming in that are not under the comments. Um, if intelligent spirits can communicate with us, why couldn't they communicate with other dimensions?
3: Okay, well, let's, let's, let's do it this way. All three of us are communicating with each other, correct? On this level. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can communicate with a spirit on a different level can we very true mm-hmm that that, that would be my yeah. answer i mean i i don't have the the science of why i don't understand it but right that's how it is i mean look at the language barrier too if i go to let's say um what country have i not been Let's say brazil okay brazilian Right.
1: And I wouldn't know how to communicate. without um, Steve, Steve White's question is, when it comes to any type of evidence, which one has been more credible, Bigfoot sightings or reported UFO sightings or both? UFOs.
3: Yeah. UFOs.
1: Yeah. There is your answer. Yep. UFOs.
3: <laughs> Here's
2: another and question. Has, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I do believe that there is Bigfoot, and I believe I've seen one. But the simple question is, how co- other than footprints, how come there has been zero physical evidence found?
3: Yeah.
0: There's, I mean, I been I'm, no I'm a hunter.
3: No, I used to hunt deer back in Minnesota. We would look for tracks. We would look for where they would sleep during the day. Um, when we hunt bear, you know, we would look for carcasses and droppings and things of that nature that would tell us there's a predator nearby. With Bigfoot, you don't see that. You don't see a nesting area where they would be sleeping. You don't see, <coughs> excuse me, animal remains, assuming they eat their, their carnivore. You don't. I mean you just don't see anything. Well, you would think with a Bigfoot, they would have some sort of intelligence to make tools and to build. I don't see it. Yeah. Nothing's been documented.
1: But that is interesting. Yeah, Steve White said he personally thinks that we have many dimensions and many People were trapped in those time periods. We'd have to go back to the start of time
3: I mean again, you know with that question you just asked about how can, why can't we talk to other why can't spirits talk to other level spirits in different dimensions? Well, again, all three of us are talking now, but we cannot communicate with a with an entity in the future from us on a different level. Right. It's just, I, I don't think it, it it can be done. yet. Now with EVPs, that's a whole different thing.
1: Gotcha. That's true. Let's talk about EVPs.
3: I'll put my food down.
1: <laughs> There's so many of them out there.
0: Well,
3: you I, I still think, have to look I think, fine. And I, I think they would, would agree with me on this. When it comes to EVP, strict protocols should be in place at all times. Yeah. When I when I do EVPs, I have a master mic running at all times. From the moment I start the investigation to the end. That's where I base uh, my timestamps from and all other sounds. And then I have my recorders that I use also. You have to have documentation constantly. That's why, for me, I would assign one or two members of my group to document almost every sound they hear at the microphone while it's being recorded. I also, when I do EVPs, I tell everyone, do not whisper. That's a big one. I mean, and, and I've done it myself. I mean, I'll be on investigations, and I'll go, hey, You come here for a second in a real low voice while I'm recording and went, well, I just ruined that one. Even if I got an awesome EVP, I have to throw it out because I whispered. Right. That makes sense. Documentation, documentation, and and when people are using their audio and they're downloading it on, on the computer and they're adjusting it, I tell everyone, have two files Keep the original file of the audio as is. Don't change it. Don't modify it. Keep it as your raw. So you can go back to it and show other people, hey, here's the original uh, audio and here's the enhanced. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And document how you're enhancing it. Document, you know, which microphone you're changing, what the settings, are you changing the amplitude? If you're using an equalizer on it, which settings on the EQ are you changing to get a better result, to hear it better, document, document, document. Wow. And document. <laughs> and document.
1: Steve White's question was, remember, or he's got, remember the show Planet of the Apes, with that being said, what is the possibility of extraterrestrials and Bigfoots being one of the same? What are your thoughts on that?
3: Your filthy paws off of me, you dirty animal! Um. Oh my gosh! You you can't tell. You can't tell a sci-fi fan. Um. Again, okay. Let's. So, are we going to assume that Bigfoot is here? based on the Planet of the Apes, okay? Travel through time, well, not really traveling through time, but traveling a long distance, crash landing on Earth, and he's hiding so he wouldn't be captured. Okay, I can run with that idea, but again, there would be evidence of his existence in the sense of gathering food, shelter. Shelter would be a first thing for survival um, you would think that they would fashion clothes Um, you think they would stay in groups because safety in numbers right Um, and if again you know like Planet of the Apes you know when they got the other astronauts and they took, they did brain surgery on them so they couldn't speak. You know, we would have something like that in a museum somewhere. Somebody would have captured a Bigfoot by now, right? And with all of us who carry guns, come on. I'm pretty sure someone's not going to say, "Hey, look, Bigfoot. Let's take a picture of them. No, let's, let's shoot them." Uh, well, they- ha-
0: they ha-
1: them. how do you know? Like, not like like deep, deep, deep in the mountains, just like these creatures of the ocean are. They're like thousands of depths down. I mean, they could, like, live way deep in the mountains of places that people can't
3: get to. Yeah, I mean, there's there's new species being found every day in remote places of the planet. Um, But something that big... Unless we are really stupid and we're, we're missing it, I, or we're just too lazy to actually investigate, I, I, I don't, I, I just can't see it right now. I don't see the actual logical evidence, and I'm not saying, you know, hey, look, I found a video on TikTok of Bigfoot. That's not evidence,
0: but.
1: One person said they may they they think they live underground or in tunnels.
3: Do they also live with the grades? And 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 for those who are who, who enjoys UFOs the grades are the alien races that's supposed to live in tunnels especially in the mountains of Colorado and um the Appalachians. And they're like a subhuman. They're, they're. I think they said they were. They're gray with the big black eyes and also reptilian. No.
1: No. John Stevens says, "Can we just believe that Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature?"
3: <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll believe anything up to a point.
1: What if about you, the choices? What are the chances of Bigfoot being from another dimension that we are not aware of? We have to test that theory.
3: Well, then my my question is, again, let's go with the science. Um, I mean, what we don't have anything out there that would a portal to a dimension I mean we we wouldn't even know what we would be looking for I mean is it something electromagnetic is it something that's quantum physics based I mean I don't know could it I mean could they come from a different dimension again could be but you would think they would come prepared and not walking around looking like they haven't shaved for 20 years true I mean, I heard one person say, you know, Bigfoot could be like Chewbacca getting stuck here. Maybe <laughs> it's their race or biological where, you know, they're just covered in fur. Okay, I can run with that. But, again, I just uh, – I don't see the evidence of that actually being that real. Again, there's nothing saying that, you know, I don't see anything of them hunting. I don't see – tools being made. We don't find remains in the woods. Um, I know people say, you know, I've got hair strands and I hear noises at night. Sounds like someone howling. Um, That's not proof.
2: Let's see. Everybody that I've heard said they've gotten hair strands. The hair is always and they've had it it tested. It's always proven been. A known animal or human hair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know people got hair strands from Bigfoot. Hmm. Steve White said, um, "Okay, hang on. Then, how many Bigfoot researchers do you know have went out with EMF detectors?" <laughs> guess that. Guess we need to go out in the woods and see. When are we going to do that? Bipedal ape. (laughs) I knew she was going to call it with something. Kimberly. (laughs) Never fails. (laughs) Might be. Never know.
3: Now just just remember, all all this that I'm saying, this is all my humble opinion. And I'm
2: glad I'm glad you said that because one thing that really pisses me off is people talking about all this stuff as if it's fact. Yeah. And none of this is fact. It's paranormal stuff that we do. It's not fact. It's yeah. all opinion. And that is true. You you get people talking, well, this is how it is. It's no other way. Can you prove that?
3: That's true. Yeah, I mean, if someone came up to me and say, right, you know, you've been doing this for 32 years, what proof do you have? Well, I can show them the documentation that I have but it's up to the person who's reviewing it to make their own decision. Right. Because in this field, you know, everything is conjecture. I mean, we're, we're guessing. We're a studio, studio science type. It's not like I can go up to the person and go, here's the proof. There you go, Dr. Pepper. Here's the proof that this is a spiritual idol. Here's proof that life exists, you know, outside of our realm. I don't think we're, we're, we have the technology to get to that point yet, and I don't think we ever will. Yeah, you know, cause, at least not in because, our lifetime. No, I mean everything that's out there in the market for paranormal research is designed by you know people like you and me, you know, trial and error. But there's nothing out there that's designed for the paranormal in a sense of a sci- scientific device. We can guess, but nothing concrete. Now, the tools that that are out there, and and this is my biggest pet peeve with the paranormal, is everyone loves things that makes lights and sounds, and that's it. Okay? That's great, you know. But where's the scientific value of it? I mean, people use K2 meters, and I'm one of them. I'll use it. And something goes off okay a light changes what value numerical value are we looking at we don't know all we see is a light lighting up that's why data logging is so important in this field
1: hmm yeah Kimberly said she has way too many it's to a hard line and thing. Um, let's see, Steve White. This is for everybody and your personal opinions. What is going to take for a paranormal field to advance, especially when everybody's doing the same thing over and over again with the same techniques and electronic technology they will that we're using? It's kind of like a car out of gas. Steve, want to go first on that one? I mean, that's true.
3: I mean, when when I first started, and I think, David, you you probably agree with me on this. Technology has changed for the better for paranormal research. Back in the yes. day when I first started, I used to have an old tape recorder, a flashlight, 35-millimeter film. I even used old real to real recording devices, the real big units for my E V P. And they're great. Now we can go to a place where we can use all digital. We can review the evidence faster. Yes, we can fake it where it was kinda of hard to fake it back then with the old devices to a point. But we have we have not gotten to a point where we advance to really understand the science behind the paranormal.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What makes it paranormal? What makes an entity a ghost? We don't have anything really to measure that. How can you measure something that doesn't really exist? You can. Exactly. But it it will take people like us to think outside the box because with all the investigations that we've all done, and I'm talking about you and me and all the other hundred paranormal groups out there, there's got to be some sort of evidence being gathered to show, hey, there's a commonality on haunting. This value happens this event happened and the problem is we need to get everyone together to share and I know I'm going on a tangent here to share that information with the paranormal community and you hit the nail on the head right there it's
2: and that I don't think that'll happen in our lifetime because you got people out there that they're they're unwilling to share
3: any kind of information right well, yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to ego. I mean, I've got a lot of information from experience, and I have no problem sharing that with other people. It's not going to do me any good or the field if I keep it to myself. If you're going to keep the information to yourself, then go find a different hobby. I think the problem is is ego. Also, how do you collect that data? and how do you interpret that data? Because everyone's going to do a paranormal investigation differently. Yep. So if there's not a standard (laughs) on how to do an investigation, then I don't think we can the data in a correct way. We can't interpret it in a correct way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's what Kimberly's doing out of old house woods. Data, data, data. Yep, the
3: paranormal I mean, lab. I mean, remember, it's not the quantity of investigations you do. It's the quality yes. of the investigation. Right. And unfortunately, a lot and of people,
2: they don't do and it. And I don't think the paranormal field will advance if, as long as you got people out there that they don't believe anything is paranormal unless they catch it themselves.
3: Yeah. Oh I agree with that. Yeah, they're
2: Yeah, they're just closed minded. They say, No, that's not paranormal. I don't know what it is, but it's not paranormal.
3: And those usually are the ones who either don't wanna know or just too ignorant and lazy to actually you know, do the research on why it's not paranormal. I mean that's the one thing I hate about the paranormal is Someone would say, "Well, that's not an image of a ghost, or that's not paranormal." Okay, tell me why. Tell me why do you think it's not paranormal? You know, and don't say, "Well, because you know in the Bible it says this." Don't don't give me that brouhaha stuff. Tell me in a logical manner why it's not paranormal.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I,
2: I've I've asked the same question to people that uh, they say to any any evidence I've picked up, and they say, well, it's just not. That's not an answer. It's kind of like their parents saying, "Because I told you so."
3: Well, and, mm-hmm. and and those type of people, those type of people, we will never ever convince or change their minds. Yeah. So it's it's really not worth engaging because it it's, it's gonna come back to, well, I still don't believe you. You could show them proof to high heaven and they'll still say, No, I don't believe you. You fake that. Some you know, people you can right I'm them. not smart enough to fake anything. You know, I tell people, here's the evidence that I gather. This is how I do it. Make the judgment call yourself. You don't have to say, oh, my God, John, you're right 100%. There is life after death. But if you say, you know what, I've got to ponder that. That's that's interesting. I'll run with it.
1: Yeah. It's a, Kimberly, define.
2: I, when, I when I present evidence, I don't present it for somebody to agree with me. I present it so they can give me their opinion. If they agree with me, fine. If they don't, that's fine too. But just give me a legitimate argument.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. And unfortunately, in this day and age, especially with other paranormal groups, it always comes down to, well, I caught it, so it is. All right. Yeah. Go have your Slurpee and go sit in the corner and leave me alone. <laughs>
1: yeah Kimberly said one of us some of us want the truth and others are afraid of the truth afraid of it
3: I mean th- think about what would happen if there was hardcore proof about life after death I mean the social ratification alone would be horrendous I mean you'll have the collapse of of religion You know, well, some religions, you know, embrace, you know, life after death, like, you know, Buddhism and what have you. But it would be a a collapse of like the Catholic Church. And then you're also talking about, you're asking people with the paranormal about mortality, their own existence. And I, I, I don't know about you guys, but we deal with the dead. Sooner or later, all three of us and everyone who's listening, we're going to die. You know, is there life after death? I find comfort that I think there is. I think that we can choose to either move on or come back and haunt the crap out of someone who's really pissed us off.
1: (laughs) I'm doing that.
3: I'm coming back to haunt someone's TV remote. So when they're watching a good show, I'm going to change it on them.
0: <laughs> nice. You know,
3: and, and and I think that's one of the reasons why we get a lot of resistance about the paranormal because people don't want to think about their own mentality, right? You know, that's not true. Of, not of us want to die, but you know, I, I think at least for me, I feel a little bit more comfortable. That when it's my time, I know I have an idea what's going to happen. Now, what I'm afraid of is being a medium. All those spirits that I moved over—they're waiting for me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's one thing I'm worried about. Maybe you, maybe you could choose
1: not to. Maybe you can choose not to cross over and just be an earthbound person. Then you don't have to worry about them. Maybe.
3: No. Not when I cross when, when it's my time, I'm watching out for my family.
0: But I'm me, not. You know, it, it, I'm coming back to heart, people.
3: So you know, it, it. I I think that that's one of the things of this field. It makes you look at your own mortality, and I think that frightens everyone. And that's why we have a lot of naysayers. Nope, no such thing. It gives him comfort that, you know, that you know this is it for him. I don't know.
1: Let's see. Kimberly said they want it so bad they will lie for it. That's that's true. Um, let's see. <laughs> Steve Whitey's so funny. He didn't miss the show. Did you guys know that Jerry Pritchard Reyes once seen a naked ghost? Yeah, true story. Ask her. He's so funny. <laughs> And then of course Kimberly said no she's out of here and she's never coming back. She wants her own blue marble to play with. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so don't have anybody in the call in the call center. But I think we covered some Doesn't frighten me I'm becoming a death
3: doula. Well, my wife is a death doula.
1: Ooh, Kim. If I'm waiting on a frightened. comment. Nope. I don't see any more questions out here.
3: Well, if Kimberly has any questions about being a death doula, uh, my wife is one, and she's also a hospice, so she deals with death. Well, you've you met Anita. You know, she's, <laughs> she goes to funeral school, and she does embalming and everything else, so.
1: Would you say the majority of paranormal investigations are actually scared of death and everybody is out seeking answers, so we absolutely know what's on the other side before we get there.
3: I can't speak for everyone; I can only speak for myself. Um, I find comfort knowing what I'm going what's gonna happen. Each person is different,
2: right? Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I say. It. I'm not afraid of death. I'm not going to go looking for it. Yeah, I don't want to die tonight, but I'm not afraid to die. Right. Yeah, I'm not either because
1: I'm going to come back to haunt people.
3: Well, I already told my wife at my uh, wake, I want everyone to bring their EVP recorders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm just going to, yeah, that would be funny. (laughs) Yeah, Kimberly is hospice too. She said she's done it for so long that she might as well get paid for it. On the death that's doula. My,
3: that's that's what my wife does.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
3: And and some of the stuff that she tells me about when people are dying, and having bed visions and everything else, it's it's amazing. And that's a whole different topic right there. Yeah, that
1: is. Yep, we got, well, we have, we had our time. Ryan's on vacation, so he didn't have a show this week. But I know that I had um, planned to have the paranormal roundtable discussion the first Tuesday of every month. So in normal, huh? Oh was that? I'm sorry oh I said i I was gonna have the paranormal round table discussions the first Tuesday of every month, but normally we only get like an hour. we don't i mean like we've went over, but we've went because Ryan's on vacation and we got i'm gonna
0: yeah.
1: we got this one question asked John if he doesn't believe in if aliens built the pyramids, what does he think? The hieroglyphics of aliens or the spacecraft is on the inside of some of the pyramids. Mean
3: okay, okay, <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> um, I think he's talking about the ones that there's a, a a set of hieroglyphics that's showing a shape of like a helicopter, I believe, um, one of a light bulb um and there was something else i'm trying to think what it was i think it was like a submarine or something if that's the one they're referring to um those have been debunked. um oh. uh, archaeologists has actually looked at those and you can tell that there used to be highly gripped images on top of it so it's missing certain pieces it's from what i heard
2: okay and and i've seen some actual flying saucers and the way i look at it, i think it's just like you have artists nowadays that they can just come up with something in their head and put it on on canvas i think it's the same thing
1: that's true let's see steve white said he had one last question one last question how do we actually know that spirits can see us in the dark and i'm referring to the lights out conditions just curious on your thoughts with that
3: okay here's my personal experience i did an investigation (laughs) back in back in minnesota where i'm from at the place called the mount theater and in the basement was the dressing room area so we're standing in the dressing room, lights out, holding our E V P recorders. Now, I don't know if you ever notice if you're doing an E V P session, what are you looking at while you're doing your session? You're looking um, down at your recorder, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, we did our session and on playback we had an E V P saying, Why are you looking down? Because we're looking at a recorder during the session waiting for you to talk. So somehow they can see us in complete darkness. Is it because they're seeing something from electric electromagnetic fields, thermal imaging I, I don't know. But that is a really good question. How can mm-hmm. they see us in the dark? What are your thoughts, David?
2: That's, you're right. That is a very good question. And honestly, I never thought about that about them Mm-mm. seeing me. I, I know they they know if I'm there because when we walk into a room, we don't walk, normally we don't walk into the room when it's dark. The lights are, got your flashlight at least. So they know yeah. you're there. And they, they know you're there and if they choose who they can communicate with you. <laughs> but if you're if you're recording a um
3: a residual they don't know you're there well i mean if you're recording a residual all that is is just an imprint image of past events so they really wouldn't know exactly mm-hmm. exactly so so if you're doing an inte- if it's an intelligent haunting then they would be aware but how would they see um how do psychics see a ghost? How do dogs see at night? How do nocturnal animals see at night when there's no light? Um, and it's not—it's not normal where
2: there is you're in absolute darkness. There's always some sort of ambient light in there, depending on where you're at, obviously. Yeah.
1: Mm. That's true, depending on where you're at. Old House Woods is pitch black, though.
3: But then again, you know, our eyes can only see a small part of the visual visible spectrum. You know, we can't see the violet and infrared.
1: Kimberly said psychokinesis.
3: No, psychokinesia is, is more of affecting objects.
0: So
3: I'm going to have to really ponder that question about how can they see us. I'm going to really think about that one. I'm curious now.
1: That's, I mean, that is an interesting – I mean, it isn't a very interesting question. Yeah. Unless they're feeling your energy or, you know, how you're, you might be in pitch black, but you know you're, I know I'm next, I'm standing next to, like when Kim and I are at Old House Woods and we're doing investigations out there, it's pitch black. You know, I mean, it's dark, but I know energy-wise she's there, you know what I mean? I know that she's physically there, so is it, could it be that they're looking at you through energy-wise?
3: Well, here's an idea, and I'm just going to run with this as I'm thinking, so if it doesn't make sense, I apologize. Well, we all know that we have, our bodies give off some sort of energy field, an aura that's been documented, has been photographed, and everything else. What if they're seeing that energy from us? So they're not really seeing us as we're seeing each other, but they're seeing the quasi image outline of our energy field
1: that's true i mean that's something to test
2: the a thermal imager camera
3: no um i'm trying to find a good analogy okay what sci-fi show can i use (laughs) um Cocoon. Remember the movie Cocoon? Yeah. And the aliens came down and they were kind of like a a white, imagey quasi-figure. They kind of shimmered. You couldn't really, you couldn't see detail but you could see what they represent. Yeah. Yeah. What if God, this is hurting my brain take that type of a, of an image but add our aura, our energy field that we give off over of our body because we are just a walking, you know, battery in an a EMF field to begin with, and they're seeing that.
1: We'll have to test that theory and be in the dark.
3: But how would you test it? The only thing I could, the only way that you could do it. Ask them things, so what do they see? Well, I mean, the only way that you could get a valid response is either through an EVP or some sort of video evidence. But I got to think, how would you do that? Great. Thanks for the great question. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> but no, that's, actually, and actually the, really the only good.
2: thing I could think of is an EVP. You ask, yeah. me can you see me?
1: I mean, it'd be the same way, the same thing well, we ask if they know what year it is or if they know what season it is or um
3: i i think if you're going to do that and use evps because i've got evps here at the fort of a woman saying can you see me which tells me she saw me standing there but i can't see her so i think we would have to have a list of questions that's a little bit more detailed, assuming they un- they would understand what we're talking about when you look at us, do we shine there you go do we shine? do we look like colors? Let me write these down hold on again i'm i'm just I'm just ram this is just a rambling of a madman um
1: yeah, I know but it's it's interesting, and I want to write it down, so I don't forget. I mean, because it's, you know, it's a very interesting.
3: And, and this this is where a collective comes into play with paranormal groups. You know, have they had something similar? Because I'm pretty sure we're not the only ones who have thought of this question. In right. I know we're not. Wait.
1: But I want to – God, I got some fucking notebooks. Do, do you think that intelligent spirits only see daylight and not nighttime?
3: Uh, David, I'll let you go on that one while I'm thinking of, of an answer. I
1: think they see yeah,
2: both. Thanks a lot. Oh. It's just running off of what we were just talking about, how how they could see us in the total dark. It's a possibility. Because I doubt very seriously that they're going to see us as we see each other. And I'm talking as a non-psychic people seeing each other. I know, Jerry, she sees weird things. But... Um, Because they don't have a physical body, they don't have eyeballs like we do,
1: or do they?
3: Or do they? I mean, I mean, we've got photos of apparitions where you can see faces, body, and everything else. Um, God, I mean, it's, it's almost like you know we can answer a question, then there's another. Th- then, if we look at it from a different investigative scenario, it's the wrong question. We just debunked our own own information. Um,
1: I don't know. We got a man. We got a, We're we're we got the tour tomorrow. I mean, you could test a theory out at the um, out at um, Fort Monroe. We could test a theory out at the manor house, and I'm sure, Kimberly, we could test a theory out in the. Um, um in at old house woods, Kimberly said she had an e v v it's dark when it was daylight she has an e v p
3: but, but what what was the context of of that e v p um I mean, are they saying it's dark because they're in a space and there's no light? I mean.
1: I don't know. I mean, like, one of my friends, before they passed, they kept seeing a really bright light, and she kept telling me to turn off the bright light, and I was like, I don't have, the lights wasn't even on, you know, and she kept seeing the light anyway. She's like, turn off the light. I'm like, the light's not on. You know, I mean, she passed away, so I'm just, do they stay in that light, or I wonder if it's. Light and dark, like we have here, or? Are you gonna get a headache thinking about that?
3: My, I, I'm gonna use my favorite three words in this field that I wish everyone would use more. I don't know. <laughs> I say that quite often.
1: Yeah, but it is, I mean, that is an question.
3: Oh, and, it, and it's a great question. I just,
2: mm-hmm. I, just I just don't know. Yeah, Jerry, um, yeah, Saturday night, I'm get us, um, and we get us access to the basement because that's the only place where you get total darkness at the manor house. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I saw a comment that says using numbers and letters to help determine – let me scroll back up here. Let's see. Steve White said, if you're doing this in total darkness, hold up color charts and numbers and to see if you get responses to what you're asking about on the numbers and colors. You know, that's actually a really good idea. Now, the only, We're gonna have- the only thing I can – I can see a problem with that is, how do you know what card you're holding up? If you're in darkness.
2: Well, you nice could you put, put you could put something on there that's got some sort of texture, a different texture. Yeah, for I each. Say
3: something like, like like a braille on the back side.
2: Yeah. 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 You just have to remember what. Which symbol is what?
1: Just use a middle finger,
3: or another possibility is if you're holding up the card, as I'm holding up my fake card here, on the back side of it, you could have written in the a look the dark paint. You're seeing it, but the per- but the spirit on the other side looking at you doesn't see it
1: yeah I'm trying to look for his comment is it up there because I want to write that down
3: yeah it's at the 935 p.m. mark okay but that's actually a good idea
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay I see it That's not a bad idea at all. I'll write it down. Or you can get like two. You know how they got the fluorescent poster board?
3: Yeah, but if if you're in complete darkness, you won't be able to see it. I mean, the, the purpose of the experiment would be if they could see you in total darkness. So if you you, you would literally have to eliminate. All sources of light, and even with the -the glow-in-the-dark paint, just in case they could see it, that would paint the experiment, because they'll be reading the card. Because remember, I mean, they can stand behind you and see what you're doing and give you an EVP. And if we go on a basis that they can see in total darkness, and they're standing behind you looking at the -the glow-in-the-dark paint, they're – in theory, they can tell you what's written on the card.
1: Well, then technically, you're just going to have to have a damn good memory and say, okay, i got a pink one in this hand and a green one in this hand, and just remember what the hell hand you got it in and what you put down.
3: Yeah, but I, but I think David's idea of doing something with texture or Braille, you know, something with dots that you that you can feel, that... That would be helpful because a spirit won't know what those thoughts are unless they're going to read your mind, which has a whole different topic right there.
1: Yeah, that's next Paranormal Roundtable's topic of discussion because I think they can.
3: But you see, this, (laughs) this is where the scientific method comes into play. Design your experiment and then do it. See what results you're going to get and keep doing it so you can get a baseline of the results during the experiment. All right, Dave Flowers, you know what you got to
1: get started on. Get those note cards, don't have Braille on them so that we can experiment.
3: Good luck, bud. Better you than me. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I don't have enough to do. No, this uh, is, this one, is one
1: taking one for the team one and paranormal. It's one thing.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah
2: who needs sleep
3: Ooh, you know what I just thought David This could actually work for you If you have these cards Made up And then just do like Three different cards Three four different cards Okay When you're doing your tours And your classes Give those cards to random people in the tour and take them to the basement and see what you get. And keep a data log on the responses. Mm-hmm. But don't tell the people what they're doing. Just say, I want you to just say, you know what, we're doing a blind – Invest a blind experiment here I want you to hold up this card And you would know which card They have okay So you have a document Documentation on it They would have no idea what's on that Card So they can't be Influenced so they don't have that thought of okay I'm holding a green card and that Spirit can get that Thought Saying, okay, it's a green card. I mean, and you might and see if there's a pattern. Let's say for three weeks. Oh, let's let's say thirty days. That, that's a good okay. experiment time right there, and see what you get.
2: Yeah, it, I'm I'm not allowed to take people down to the basement
3: on the tours. Okay. Um, But you know what? I'm trying to remember the bathroom that's on the main floor. And I know it's silly to do it in the bathroom. Or the one that's back by the the old front or the old back door. If you put up blackout curtains to block the window and make it dark and turn off the lights on the main floor, that might work.
1: yeah Kimberly said <laughs> write words on Jerry's forehead, blind and see what comes up
3: Blod. <laughs> She played that game evidently. We'll have to do
1: that at Old House Woods, Kimberly. Just don't put bitch down there, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were a mind reader.
3: But, yeah, if you did something like that and just keep it with a simple one-syllable word that they can use for EVPs, um, I think that might work. I mean, that, that would be a really interesting experiment to do.
1: Would would it be dark enough to be able to do that at, in the hallway at the manor house, with all well, the lighting? If we they to
2: that, if we went to the bathroom there, that's next to the table. That would be dark enough. What about upstairs?
1: Isn't it in that dark hallway with the bathroom?
2: Yeah,
3: that's can't cool. use uh, it. Body. Doesn't get that dark. But what if you close that door and put up two dark curtains, black sheets, in that hallway there, that entrance where the door that leads to the basement is from the first floor, that little spot there? Yeah. And just great the right. black curtains or something and just kind of – you know, you don't need a really large area to do this. Yeah.
2: And, and that's, yeah, you, what, you that's need... what I'm thinking. Um, your suggestion of that, uh, that um, bathroom, by, that's next to the table in the foyer. Yeah, because yeah. it's big enough; two people could go in there, no problem. Right. You shut the door, turn the light off, and you're pitch black. Yeah.
3: We're, that we're again, we're going to assume that the spirits will join someone in there. Well
2: you can't figure it. that was not a bathroom originally okay the three bathrooms there I, on the I, first floor was all part of that smoking room oh i didn't know that
3: i mean you huh. can gradually start with with a room that has some lighting on it and then work your way from somewhat lighted room to a total blackout room.
2: Or or we could always just get a sledgehammer and break those two spotlights out in front of the house.
3: Oh yeah that works. To... <laughs> those are blinding. Yeah, I didn't even think about those, yeah. <laughs>
1: hmm Yeah, those are blinding lights. I don't know, maybe we'll just look tomorrow and see where there's some dark spots at, you know, some blackout yeah. spots, because yeah. I, I thought there was one in the hallway where the bathroom is upstairs, and I know what bathroom you're talking about downstairs,
2: you got since we can't. a closet underneath the stairs going up to the third floor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just some stuff. We just have to look tomorrow when we go. Yeah yeah okay, Kimberly. Only Kim is gonna put them smart ass comments. <laughs> so I think about your comment? All right, so I guess I gotta get ready to get off the air because blog talk is gonna kick us off soon, but it has been very interesting discussions, yeah. But she's going to be coming on here soon saying, "Y'all got to get your butts
0: off."
3: <laughs> well, it was fun. I I had fun and I, I think this was I think everyone who tuned in enjoyed this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: I hope so. I just want to tell everyone just remember, no case is closed for an open mind.
2: Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, that's and, and true.
3: If you if you can tell me where that line came from, I'll give someone a donut. <laughs>
0: I'll
3: give them a handshake.
1: Yeah, we I've never I've never mic mic'd a house and left, but I've mic a room and left. That was Kimberly's question. We have to save that for our next show because we're gonna run out of time, and blog talk will kick us off. Next show. Yeah, yeah, then we'll have to figure out in the future when we're doing blog talk, when it kicks us off, how to stay on StreamYard, if we need to, because I can always end it like, I can end it with blog talk, but I think when I do that, it's going to cut, I don't know if it'll cut you off or not, but I think it will, yeah, yeah. But let me experiment with that. So hold on, because I'm going to end the show. Let me let me try it. Let me see what it does. I appreciate everybody tuning into Vibe Time. That you know comes in every week. Just just let me end the episode and see if it remains on Streamyard, just as an experiment. Is that okay with y'all? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let me end this. Night. Blog talk. End episode...